0: Today's we're diving into the real talk about energy, coffee, and adrenal health with the amazing Nikki, our go-to nutrition expert. Get ready for some insightful nuggets, a touch of humor, and a whole lot of wisdom to nourish your mind, body, and spirit. So grab your favorite mug, settle in, and let's chat about thriving in the chaos of mom life. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here. It's our guiding light. Guiding kids' genius. Empowering mama's purpose. Navigating motherhood. Igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles. Unleashing self-care and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Hi, hey everyone. Welcome back to the Mama's Genius Hub podcast. Today, we're going to talk a lot more about the gut. And we're going to talk about that constipation in there and what we can do about it and what food sensitivities we have so we can really take charge of our health, our kids' health, and really get out there and get some practical steps. Because for me, I don't know about you all, but that nutrition word just gets overwhelming. So we want to try to break that down and give some practical things. With- how we can get started. So I brought Nikki Gali on with me, who is a nutritionist and health coach with the focus of helping adults with constipation. She's on a mission to help families experience the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves. She silently suffered from constipation for 27 years before she figured out how to heal herself and wants to ensure that no one else has to endure that agony like she has done. She uses knowledge from her degree in nutrition and many years at the vitamin store to help her clients find relief and heal faster. She has taken her knowledge to the next level with constant learning and helping her clients get the quick fix relief and true healing from constipation and its many symptoms. We're so excited to have you here. So I kind of got your why in there with like wanting to figure out for yourself, but tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is quite a big, it's a a, a big topic. Digestion is so important. Um, I, like I said, I spent 27 years miserable. And it really wasn't that I came from a family that didn't talk about it. I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was experiencing wasn't normal. So I didn't know to bring it up besides being uncomfortable and having a really hard time like tying my shoes and this was when I was a little kid just having just miserable. So that's that's kind of why I'm here. We want to talk about pooping is so important, especially talking about mamas, it is so important that you continue that conversation with your kids. We talk about poop when they're in diapers because you're changing it and it's in your face. And then toddlers and your potty training, is it number one or is it number two? But besides that, then everyone's completely quiet about pooping. And it's so important. Everybody poops, by the way, everybody does. And it's important to look at it. What's what's going on? What what does it look like? I know I kind of jumped farther into it, but cool. yeah, it's fine. that's, we're here.
0: <laughs> I just, I appreciate the reminder. Cause even though, like I was sitting at the physical for the doctor's office and they're asking those questions and I'm like, I don't know anymore. I used to know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's like now they're like self-regulating and responsible for it. But like, again, I love how you were saying that as a kid, you didn't know. So let's just start with that a little bit. What are some of those symptoms or things that we should be aware of that could be part of this that, showing that, that we wouldn't necessarily know.
1: Well, just first talking about what is ideal. Most people don't know what our poop should look like or how often. So ideally we should go to two to three times a day, at least once at minimum. And the consistency, sorry for the mental fit picture in advance, but the consistency should be like soft serve ice cream, not loose, not constipated, not little Little BBs or pebbles are really hard to push. It should be easy. It shouldn't take very long. It should be like, okay, go into the bathroom, do your business, be done. Not (laughs) – I know a lot of people hide in the bathroom – and just sit on their cell phone. That's a different experience. But the actually going to the bathroom is, an, is important. So how how long does it take you to go to the bathroom? Do you have to sit there for hours? Like these are important things to pay attention to. It should be quick, like I said, two to three. If you're kind of – there's food sensitivities show up a lot in the digestion first. And then they show up in other ways. Bloated uncomfortable, hard to bend over and tie your shoes. Even joint aches can come back for, Come back to food sensitivities and food allergies. Um, even skin reactions, major acne. I know hormones take over, especially talking to mamas, right? Your teenage kids' hormones take over heavily, um, like acne, those kinds of things. It also affects the bowels. We don't talk about it because it's just like, Again, they're like, oh, you're a teenager. You only want to talk about certain things, but it is important to keep that conversation up because it's 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 important for the overall health of the, everybody, everybody in the family. You think about a teenager that's really like, I want to say constipated in their personality, but shut down, doesn't want to talk to you ask them. I mean, if they'll talk to you, I mean, that's, that's something that's important to start young, but keep that communication because usually what is expelled out, what you're, the conversation that's happening is also what's going on inside. I know people that are really muted, don't want to say anything really closed off are typically having constipation issues, which is interesting to think about. Wow, that is really interesting, but it kind
0: of makes sense like how you just close yourself off and you don't want to talk about these things. So, like you your body naturally relax acts to the, your thoughts because you're yeah. yeah. off or close your body off, and then you can't yep. your body's not functioning, your brain's not functioning. It makes sense. Yep. I just never thought about it. It's such a new perspective.
1: I know that's that's the fun and, thing about what I do.
0: <laughs> and as you're saying that, like just the whole concept of poop and talking about it, because like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so annoying. My kids just keep using the word poop, and like I was like, we got on. I was like laughing. I am like, I get it. say it, not have to like feel bad about it. But I'm like, we shouldn't. And you just gave no. such a great idea of like just that talking about that and and bodily functions in that manner with your kids does open up a different type of connection and communication that i didn't yeah. even like wasn't even thinking about like that we need to to know those things and yeah not be yeah. afraid to have those conversations especially as i'm thinking about the whole idea of the flow and the period starting and all that stuff and so
1: like this is a segue yeah that it makes it easier easier to open up about other things like hey i don't i don't really know what's going on instead of being all closed off and being a teenager being a little kid that goes i don't know what to do I, they're quiet about it instead just like hey this is a normal conversation with the household like how are you pooping? What's going on? That's one of my fun things. That <laughs> I instead of saying, how are you doing, it's like how are you pooping. Because that kind of tells a lot of things, <laughs> and it doesn't give you that canned response like how are you doing? Yeah, fine, whatever. And okay, then you, you know on. what? I'm gonna pick my son up today to ask him that as he walks by, and he's gonna be like, what? <laughs> "How are you pooping? <laughs> like what? What are you talking about, mom? Like I'm God, excited to know. try that today, and just to get the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the pleasure of uh, seeing uh, meeting him on uh, Zoom, and I—that is true. I mean, it time. just came Directly from Nikki, I forgot that you guys know each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll be a fun question, but it's it's really important. And the like, bring levity to it. Like I said, everybody poops. Like if you bring levity to the conversation and stop the shame about it, because I don't really know where that came from, but in my my generation, the previous generations. I really don't know what it was when everything's like behind closed doors. We'll all eat together and have like a shared meal, but then everyone hides in a closet to go to the bathroom. Both are natural things. Granted, it's usually smellier and, A little weirder to like have that conversation, but let's normalize that conversation, especially in a household with moms. It's super important to continue that conversation, have that conversation with kids, so then you know that something's wrong. Like my parents never asked me, so I never knew that what I was experiencing wasn't normal, it wasn't okay. I mean, I think of a story when I was, I was in like fifth grade. And we were all doing push-ups and you would do girl push-ups or you'd do boy push-ups. And I remember trying to do boy push-ups because my knees hurt so much to do – I couldn't do girl push-ups because my knees hurt so much. Mm. And that was like – I'm like eight. Like why would that ever have an issue? And it's because I was dealing with a food allergy that my joints were actually – aching and hurting, even though I was a little kid. So what allergy did you have? Um, I had an allergy to cow's milk or uh, dairy. And a lot of times people go, oh, yeah, sensitivity is like, oh, I, you have lactose intolerance. No, they're two different things. Lactose intolerance and an allergy to dairy are completely different and they react completely different. But Lactose intolerance is more out there because people talk about it and it's a quick response. Usually lactose intolerance, what lactose is the sugar in milk. So lactose intolerance means that you don't make the enzyme that breaks down the sugar in milk. So what happens is you have a pretty quick reaction like, oop, drink milk, oop, bubble guts, I have to go to the bathroom, usually not constipation or diarrhea, moves everything through. On the other side, an allergy to dairy, it's usually the protein in milk, and that's your whey and casein. And that's what what my allergy was. And I say was because I was actually able to heal myself from it, which is amazing. And not many people can do that. Or I mean, that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing is because it is possible to completely heal yourself and be able to eat it again without having issues. But the allergy to it is usually a slower process. So instead of you eating it, you having a reaction, it's like you eat it and you don't know, you don't really notice anything. You might be a little bloated or a couple days later, then you start feeling more bloated. It's more lower in the GI. It slows down motility for me and especially with constipation. And that's why it's a big thing. It kind of slowed everything down. So then I would not be going to the bathroom, but it wasn't immediate. It was like two or three days later. So what? So I didn't really know the cause. And if you've ever done f- looked at food allergies or looked at anything, it's in everything. Wheat and then dairy. Those are the two biggest. Here, I'm trying to get my hands in the screen. Wheat and dairy are the two biggest biz, biggest allergens for most people, and they're in everything. Unless you're really militant on reading the labels and looking at everything that you put in your mouth. You pretty much get wheat and dairy at all meals all the time. It's just so easy. And so it's a consistent thing that you're having. You're eating these things constantly and you don't really know what's going on because it's slow, like I said. So what? So, where, where do you recommend people to start? Like if they're not feeling well and stuff, like where do
0: they – what, where
1: do we start with this? Yeah. Well, I've had this question a lot. So I created a quiz. It's part of my, the free thing. I want to give it to everybody that's here. Um, anyone that's watching. Right now. Yeah. It's, it's a free digestion optimization quiz. You don't have to know that you have major issues. Just take it, see where you're at. Just be honest with yourself, answer all the questions are a one through five scale, kind of give yourself a, score and then it'll total it at the bottom and you can figure out where you're at, what's going on. Just kind of some ideas that have been probably an issue for you or you've been great, which is amazing. I mean, if your digestion is great, like I am super happy for you. Like that is, you are in the minority. So, you know, if your digestion's great, if you score really high, but it's important to check just kind of see there's a few, quite a few questions that i answer it is pretty easy but it's still they're still in depth at the same time figuring out what's going on with your system so free definitely click on it it's at nikigali.com/digestion dash question on that though do you think
0: yeah. my my 10 year old is a pretty good reader do you think she would be okay with taking the quiz on her own yeah oh yeah
1: easy i mean i i tried to make it easy so most people could do it and get, it, give it to the kids yeah hey yeah give it to the kids or do it with them that too well, yes, sometimes yes, you're not I mean, yeah. sure like what does that mean or what is she really asking
0: um, but yeah it was just my idea I was like let's let's get the kids I, I think actually that'd be a great conversation starter is to start this conversation would be with doing it together yeah and doing this quiz and that we could open up like why are we even talking about this hey there busy mamas I know exactly how you feel, overwhelmed, frustrated, and barely find time for yourself. Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. I've got something just for you and it's called Busy Mama's 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see, during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start taking care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at ConnectingMamas.com slash it's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other. Yeah. And start the gateways because again, it comes down to how do we ha- start these conversations? How do we keep them going? And so mm-hmm. I really love that quiz idea and I'm going to give that a try with my family too as yeah. well. Yeah. i like, how's your poop today? You don't know? Let's take the quiz. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, what's going on? What have I been doing? I do. I do have a question on coffee, which probably is not applicable for kids. So that's <laughs> just give yourself a perfect score for that. If you're a child and you're not drinking coffee.
0: <laughs> it was funny. I was going I was at my daughter's swimming, getting my cup of coffee. And um, they were trying to say that she's gonna drink it someday. She's like, I am never going to drink it. I don't want
1: it. I'm like, good for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good for you. Good (laughs) for you. So many adults fuel themselves on coffee. That's why the question is there. Like, where's your energy level? Is it false because of coffee? Because coffee is great in small doses, right? Any stimulant is. Because what stimulants do is they poke your adrenal glands or kick your adrenal glands, depending on how much coffee you're drinking. And that gives you energy, but it's basically making you more stressed and it's causing adrenal fatigue. That's what coffee does. And that's why I have that as, as a questionnaire because it you can feel like you have great energy, but yet you're drinking lots of coffee. And so really you're lowering your adrenal fight or flight. So basically adrenals are responsible for the fight or flight. Some people know this. I don't want to expect everyone to know this, but when you kick your kick that adrenals, it gives you energy, but it's like, okay, I've gotta, I've gotta outrun this saber-toothed tiger that's outside my cave. Like that's the design of the of the adrenals. But after so long of doing that consistently, your adrenals get more and more fatigued, and then you you can run into it. adrenal fatigue or just having more digestion issues or energy issues later on so is your recommendation to get take coffee out of your diet just i would say minimize it don't do it crazy all the time. If you can get rid of it, it'd be amazing or especially get rid of it for certain periods of time, like do a fast from coffee for like a week. You probably have a headache, just warning you. Lo- load up on the water, those kinds of things. It's it's short term. It's a caffeine headache. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> Maybe plan for the first couple days to be a weekend or something you don't have a lot of really important things to to do that day just cuz you probably aren't going to feel as energetic or as good as you normally do, I just recommend, yeah, I recommend probably a week, maybe a week every three months, so maybe every quarter to go off of coffee just to give your body a break. And there's other things that you can do for to kind of heal yourself, which is focusing on the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Um, sympathetic is that fight or flight that kind of rules the show, especially in the United States. We are like, go, go, go all the time, but there yeah, I know. Right. I know. Right. Um, the other thing is the parasympathetic nervous system, even like Google, it is really interesting, but it's, it's your rest and digest. And so you can trigger that by doing certain breathings. One of the ones that I do with a lot of my clients is box breathing. Definitely worth a Google or reach out. It's called tactical breathing too. It basically, you're focusing, you have to really focus on your breath. And when you're focusing on your breath, you're calming the nervous system down, upregulating your parasympathetic nervous system. It really helps with a lot of things.
0: I love that, and I agree. Like with the breathing and getting in there, you're you're gonna inspire me to try a, a week of detox. Um. Oh yay! I haven't done it yet, but uh, getting there. And I and it's funny though because I used to actually only drink one cup in the morning and just mm-hmm. like because I enjoy it more. And then I'm getting to the point lately, like where I'm having sometimes two, and then like that second one and that third one in the afternoon. But usually it's usually it's just the morning one and then one in the afternoon. But yeah.
1: So you're still fueling yourself up on coffee. And that that's a that's a busy mom trick for sure. Getting the coffee in, but you do go through adrenal fatigue. I would I wouldn't go from three cups to zero. I might recommend for a week before you go no coffee to do like one like or a half drink. and a half. So you kind of wean yourself off a little bit or give yourself like four days to wean yourself off. Cause if you're doing it twice a day, that headache might be pretty strong.
0: Don't warn you. I, yeah I can see it already cuz I, I days I don't get my
1: coffee yeah <laughs> right but it's worth it it's so good but work on work on doing the breathing work on helping yourself cuz it is it's it, it's important and reach out i mean i i do a lot of accountability things with clients i talk to um i talk to a lot of people sorry dings i hate those <laughs> um i lost my train of thought but just talk to somebody Talk to somebody. Get support. I mean, you can get a support in the household. Even get your kids to hold you accountable, or your partner, or something like that. I think he doesn't drink any coffee, so yeah. Oh, see, maybe someone who drinks coffee is a better accountability person than someone who doesn't like it. But yeah, talk talk to someone. I think it's really important. I mean, we can help each other. That's and I think that's what it all comes down to is, but it's I what why
0: I'm even doing this podcast or what this is is about listening to our guts and figuring out what works for us and then making a decision about it and then getting the support needed to to see that into fruition. And so whether it's a business idea, whether it's a health idea, or something where it's just it's new to you, that the people around you may or may not necessarily see that right away is it but find those women that can really support and grow that baby idea because again any idea that we have as women it starts in infancy yeah. it has to grow just like we grow babies yeah and that's why this is a mama hub is because it's, it's about that aspect of nurturing and growing not just humans but also ideas and that and we ourselves. have that
1: yeah. right
0: And so that's what this is all about and making sure. And so like, I love how you were saying that is like, get that community behind you because that's what it's about. It's not, we've been doing this alone for too long. Don't do it alone.
1: In in the cultures, there used to be like red tents and there used to be more women groups. So I really appreciate what you're doing is bringing women together because we're here to help each other. Like, don't do it alone. It's so, I mean, being a mom is not the easiest thing. I recently have- experienced it myself i have a one-year-old daughter and it's 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 new it's definitely new i have a completely different life than i did before but it's amazing at the same time but the more support you have the better it is like i have a amazing supportive husband and he that's why i'm here right now because he's got the baby <laughs> so it's just getting support getting and going for experts i mean you can find an expert you can find someone that knows what they're talking about, seek out the person that can really help you the best. And having this hub, you have a whole yeah. group of women and men. I don't know if you have any men, but I know you have a whole big group of women and just people to support you.
0: Yeah, that's what this is all about is if you get that idea to like seek out that resource, because when you find the person who's already done it, it cuts down your time frame. And I know oh, sometimes yeah. you don't wanna spend money on ourselves, but really that is the education and the gut to like get that idea into out of infancy is finding the person yep. that's already done it and learning from them and how they did it. And then don't follow exactly what they do because it may or may not work for you. <laughs> learn, but, learn from them. Yes. But, but to learn from them and then start tweaking it to how it works for you. I think that's the part that we miss sometimes is we just think, okay, well, I got to do it exactly how they did it. And and it's it's that tweaking part of figuring out and working with it and learning what and that's what this is all about. That's where the support comes in. Is as you're having the questions or like, oh well, he this person does it like this, but this isn't quite working for me. How do I manage that? That's where the conversations and the support come into place. And we got completely off a poop, but you know,
1: (laughs) that's
0: what it really. It's okay. It really comes back to whatever concept that you need help with. So with Nikki being the expert in all of the dietitian needs and and learning from her and her experience in that that's where this comes into play is now tapping into that. If that is something that you
1: need to tackle now. Yeah. I mean, first, one of the things that one of the, I guess it's a quote that I heard many years ago and it has definitely fueled me and to help women kind of feeling better, taking care of themselves first is an empty lantern provides no light. Mm. So, I haven't heard that one, but it's, it, it speaks to the whole empty cup everything. Yeah, but Yeah. yeah. So if you're not taking care of you first, like your children are important, but I truly believe that you still come first because if you can't take care of your children to the best of your abilities, if you're not feeling good, if you're depleted, if you're ugh. well, you just think about how you. When your
0: kids are throwing their tantrums, when you're in a bad mood, how that you react so much quicker and start yelling or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place where like, okay, well, that's them. Let me breathe it out. And then I can approach it. Help them. Yeah. And and we can't help them if we're not in that place. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we are running out of time. So we're going to start diving into our five questions that we yes. have for Nikki. And so number one I love is what is your favorite book or
1: resource that has significant impact on your journey as a mom? As a mom and a business owner, I've been thinking about this and the the book, that's going to be different because it's not necessarily a mom book, but it was called it's called Atomic Habits by James Mm, Clear. I love that one. The best book I I can recommend it over and over again for so many different things. I actually use it within my my nutrition business, but it's talking about making habits and making them really small, like doing new things. You can't like have people that'll try to like do a million things. I'm like, you don't have a habit of that. It's not going to work. You gotta make it clear. Figure out where you're gonna put it in your day. Make it really small. Like if you're if your goal is to take care of yourself or stop drinking coffee, like make it small instead of completely going cutting older. it off, <laughs> drink like how about let like, drink half water and then coffee or like make a it, small change.
0: I think the example from one of might have been from his book, but it's pretty similar where it's like he talked about making the habit of after work going to the gym.
1: Yeah. I was, was like, going to use that, but I was like, that's overused. <laughs> overused. Right.
0: But it's like the one minute, like you just going for one minute and just starting that, like yeah. eventually you work up to getting on the yeah. treadmill or whatever it is that you want to do or, or however you want to do it. But it's that we put ourselves into these situations where we don't, but the thing about when you think about your day and you think about all the things that you're doing automatically and what are the things that you want to keep doing automatically, and what are some of the things that you want to change? And so yeah. then I love how he, yeah, he has a great way of going through all that. I have his his journal that I have never quite finished, but <laughs> <laughs> it's because we didn't make it a habit. <laughs> we did not make it a habit. Well, yeah, I picked a different journal actually, though. I do, I do have a, a journal, a journal habit, but yeah, th- it is, and it's, and there is so much out there. And again, experimenting, trying, listening to suggestions, but then figure out which ones do you want to make yeah, a habit. Definitely number two for you. What is a family tradition or ritual that brings your household connection and joy?
1: One of my absolute favorites, which my daughter can't talk yet, so she's not included yet, but she will be. But at the very end of the day, we always talk about what is the best thing that happened to us that day. I love that. And I just love it. Usually it's my husband and I in bed, Like right? That's the last thing we do before we go to sleep is... What's the best thing that happened to you today? And then that was from a, a different book. I don't, can't quote it at this moment, but, um, it, and then you say the best thing that happened to you that day. So then you're focusing on the good. And then you say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: At the end. Oh, I love that. And we've been, amazing. we've been at times at the dinner table. We do a struggle, well, a success first, mm-hmm. then a struggle, something funny, and then something you're grateful for.
1: Ooh, I like it.
0: But like, just again, it's it's the habit, and honestly, we haven't done it in like a week or more. Um, but like, sometimes I feel like I'm the one forcing it, but then sometimes the kids do bring it up and remind awesome. us to do it. And I think it's just forming those things, and it's just another way to bring that ritual of connection in, so that we don't forget to do it. And so yeah. that's reminding me, like tonight, I'm going to rebring it up. Yeah, I think I think there's a few things that are going to happen from this interview. This is good. <laughs> I like I get some poop and I get some reconnecting. Perfect. Perfect. Um, number three, this is my big one that I've been, I've been struggling with in terms of when someone says, how you're doing, I've noticed myself and I've noticed other people always respond, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And so I want to redefine that even though this podcast is calling out busy moms, I want to redefine what the word busy means or why we're using that word. And and honestly, I was actually reading rich man, poor dad this weekend. And one of the things he says, busyness is actually the lazy man's way because it's masking all the things you actually want to do. And so I want to be careful with our wording and think of new ways that we can answer when talking to someone else and actually sharing something from within that's not like just, I'm busy and these are things I'm doing.
1: Any yeah. ideas for us? Well, instead of how you doing, I like the question, how you pooping better to start. <laughs> <laughs> that will get because me a when little you can't little answer I'm busy, that's it. It just completely changes that question. It completely I changes that. the answer. That's I I was- get great <laughs> answers. <laughs> that was the first thing. Change the question entirely. <laughs> then, then, then if you were to ask that question instead of I'm busy, um, instead of being busy, I think it's more important to be productive. So I'm being productive or I'm producing this. I am listing this, but I think productive is better than busy. I like that too. Great. Good answers out of you.
0: Um, And I also like the idea of like, yeah, productive. And then also looking at the things of how I am or who I am as well. And so we're working towards all those ideas. And then number four leads us into what does genius mean to you? And how do you feel when you are
1: in your genius zone? Ooh, I would say genius is really connected, connected mm-hmm. with what you're doing, connected with how you're feeling, connected, I would say is the biggest thing is genius. That. Like when I'm talking to a client and I'm just just honing in, knowing exactly if I'm truly connected with them, I'm feeling what they're feeling. I, I'm going through it with them and then being still outsided, outsider, but connected you can you can have the best answers. So connected is really that's genius. It's not necessarily the normal normal genius, like, oh, this is the brainy or that kind of thing. But I think connected is really where you can oh, get yeah. the and, most genius. And actually when we're talking about genius, we're talking about like passionate and,
0: and what feels inside of, of you as, as that's my definition, um, in mm-hmm. terms of like and I but I love how you brought the connection in there because I think that really is that we're connected to who we are and bringing that forth as, yeah genius in my head listening because especially connecting mamas with the genius on you just connected it all for me that i didn't even like hey you're welcome happy to help <laughs> i got so many insightful
1: things from this i'm like listeners i'm good <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> hey if no one else sees this, this is connect it's perfect for you <laughs> and, and i'm I sure lots will today. because we are connected
0: exactly and that leads us into number five um and this might be a prediction or, or how you've done it for other people, but how do you encourage a child to
1: explore new skills or passions and their genius? Curiosity. Ask them questions. That's really the the most fun. Like my daughter's one. She has been curious like for pretty much, like she'll wake up from a an nap and she's like this, this, this. So it's like, all right, I'm a tour guide from the moment she wakes up. <laughs> which I is fun that, and too. exhausting at the certain, certain times. But curiosity, just stoking the curiosity, whatever they're interested in, like what is that? How does that work? What's going on? Just asking questions like let's research it together because most of the time kids are interested in things that sometimes you can't answer, you don't even know. That's the, mm-hmm. That's the, the amazing <laughs> part of technology now is we have so many resources that I didn't have growing up to actually research the internet is crazy scary but also good at the same time like you can actually learn so much just keep asking the questions how does that work I don't know let's look it up together my favorite one is like go ask Alexa yeah (laughs) that's perfect sometimes she gives you great answers sometimes she just oh my god sometimes you're like what the heck
0: yeah but just, just I think curiosity think it's because then they you give each other a look and you're like huh what well thank you so much Nikki and so we're, we're getting close to finishing up here but let's have everyone remind I mean you gave us your, your um, quiz already give us a little bit about how to get in touch with you more if people are interested
1: and then what's your final takeaways that you want to share with the audience today yeah. Well, just I love doing this. So just to kind of entice you a little bit more, if you haven't already filled out the quiz, I know a few people have already clicked on it, and filled it out. So that's great. But um, for the first, so as of now, we'll timestamp now. Um, as of now, if you click on the quiz, you download it, check it out I would like to one of the one of my offers that I like to do is do a digestive harmony session. It actually recommends that if you score low on the quiz, but for the first three people that download it, start it. I will do the digested Harmony session for free. I normally charge like $50 to go through and kind of go through the quiz answers with you. But I'd like to gift that just to kind of give you a little incentive to see what's going on with you. But I will happily do the Digestive Harmony session for free. Get on Ooh. my calendar. I will reach out to you. You say you're the one of the first three. I'll maybe give you something special if you've already done it, but... Um, I think that's really important. And just check it out. What's going on with your health? The most important, just kind of a big takeaway, the most important thing you can do is take care of yourself first, especially Mm -hmm. as a busy mom. Take care of yourself first. Your, Your kids are important, but you are more important because you can only give so much unless you give to yourself.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on today and thank you all for tuning in to the Mama Genius Hub podcast and we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, here are some specific key takeaways from Nikki's insightful discussion about gut health. Number one, listen to your gut. Your gut often sends signals about your overall well-being. Pay attention to digestive issues, energy levels, and mood fluctuations as potential indicators of your gut health. Your body communicates with you, listen, and respond accordingly. Number two, take the Digestive Harmony Quiz. Explore your digestive health further by taking Nikki's Digestive Harmony Quiz. This simple yet informative tool can provide valuable insights into your digestive well being and guide you toward making positive changes. Number three, foster digestive health through nutrition. Nikki emphasizes the importance of incorporating nutrient-dense foods into your diet. Prioritize a variety of fruits, vegetables, and whole foods to support your gut microbiome and overall digestive function. Number four, embrace sympathetic and parasympathetic balance. Understand the role of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems in your daily life. Incorporate practices that activate your parasympathetic nervous system, such as box breathing or tactical breathing. Finding this balance can positively influence digestion, energy levels, and overall well-being. Number five, open up the poop talk conversation. In Nikki's playful style, consider asking your kids about their poop experiences. This light-hearted approach not only adds humor to parenting, but also creates an open environment for discussing topics that might otherwise be overlooked. It's a unique way to connect with your children and nurture a comfortable space for communication. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower external mamas like you. Your support can make a difference. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Until next time, stay connected and keep shining your unique light in our community. Let's do motherhood together.